family and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you are listening to episode 20 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Uh, yeah, it's uh, beginning of um, of uh, shelter in place for us here in Minnesota. Well, technically it starts tonight, which by the time you hear this, it'll be in place already a week. Uh, but Pam is remoting in anyway. Yeah. Because, you know, safety. We I'm believe in my, safety I'm in this podcast. I'm using my own mic. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Corona yes, time has finally hit Minnesota. Yeah. It's losing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything slow about it. <sighs> Man, and we should just name it Sonic because it's so fast. <laughs> and Pam has officially lost it. <laughs> oh, I'm, ta- I'm taking a selfie right now. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> okay. Well, um, since everybody's going crazy, let me tell you something that's been going crazy for me. Um, those of you who uh, I've been talking to more frequently would know that I've been switching jobs in the middle of this. Yes, you have. Which is actually quite amazing because a lot of people, usually when they're switching jobs, uh, like trying to find jobs right now is actually quite scarce. So Yeah, like, okay. Let me tell you about this. I'm not going to tell you the name of the company because I don't want people to form opinions about it based on my uh, limited interaction with them so far uh but you know there's a lot of companies that are having to furlough lots of employees yes uh because they're they're not able to make the numbers and it's going to be better for everyone all around if the company puts them on a leave temporarily so they can get the the current um unemployment insurance stuff going on well the company is the company that i'm working for as soon as they're able to open back up and as soon as all of this passes they're going to work on gradually hiring all their people back now here's the weird thing like the the day i was signing my paperwork to become an official employee was the day that they announced the furloughs going on (laughs) <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah. Um, I was suppo- I was supposed to be working with one other person who had been already working from home and apparently um, that wasn't working out. So now I'm going to be the only person doing my job at that company. At least for a little while. Hopefully not too long. It, it's it's just crazy. I think that's the main reason they went forward with hiring me. And they were going to have me work in the office basically all by my lonesome for a week or two. And with the announcement of shelter in place, they basically came up to me like... Which... Go ahead. Well, yeah, they basically came up to me and said, Angela, with all this going on, um, you can either 
grab your setup and bring it home tonight or you can bring it home tomorrow whichever you would rather do but we're gonna have you start working from home after only being part of the company for four days so this means that we have limited eating area in our dining room because angela has decided to put like this equipment on our dining room table and it's, it's quite impressive, actually. That's a really, really big monitor. Uh, it's it's not gonna stay there. But that brings up that brings up um, a point that I want to make. If you're remoting into work or if you're working from home, people, please do not abuse that. Because just because they don't have access to you right now doesn't mean they don't know that you're not getting things done. Speaking as an IT guy, we have our ways to know if you're actually working or not. (laughs) Yeah, so, so, yeah, if you're working from home, don't abuse that. Please, please, please don't abuse that because, yeah, as my job change proves, like, just because this is all going on doesn't mean you can't still get, you know... Yeah. uh, what's, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, you can't suffer the consequences of your actions. It doesn't mean you can't suffer the consequences of your actions or be disciplined just because you're not at your office. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So, Angela is now officially one of many people working from home, whereas Pam and I... Yeah, we're not. You're not. You're still <laughs> We're living dangerously. We're living dangerously. You're as still everybody essential, knows. Essential service. Yes. We're essential workers. Apparently, yeah. In the state of Minnesota, I am considered tier two emergency as a tier two emergency worker just because I work for a grocery food co-op, and I don't know what that makes me because. I'm also the IT guy for the for the food co-op. You basically keep the registers running, which keeps the store from devolving into sheer chaos and yes. possible riots. <laughs> we'll call it that. And possible riots, even though I've seen plenty that seemed like it was about to become a little riotous at, our, at one of our stores. But, you know, it is what it is in terms of, the, of today's uh, um, climate, you know, social climate so so Pam what have you been doing well it's the same it's the same with me I I wasn't quite sure if my company was deemed essential or not um, I work at a printing company and um, we were deemed essential because we are the kind of the in-between person um, uh, suppliers for, for essential personnel uh, as suppliers for uh, medical so hospitals uh, we supply for the um, United States Postal Service so that's a government that's a government thing uh, we su- we supply for transportation and freight oh and then we also print uh, oh, we're the suppliers for uh, food packaging sorry so so we are <laughs> we're considered essential yes and yeah i'm not working from home although there is there are some places where i kind of question their essentiality 
if that's even a word. But I, mean, I was hearing like, I was hearing like, I just found out today that Best Buy is considered essential. Because well, I had to go to Best Buy. The well, other. no, that that one I can kind of understand because they sell appliances, and if someone's appliance breaks down, they need to replace the appliance. Yeah. And if and but, and a lot of a lot of schooling is being done online right now. Your computer breaks down, you've got to get a replacement, so you got to get it from somewhere. Yeah, I'm. I'm not actually. I, I honestly don't know what the what the criteria is for. I, I think it's mainly the appliances essential. that are keeping. Because I'm finding out, I'm finding out that in the state of Minnesota, that seventy percent of p of 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 workers here in Minnesota are considered essential. That's a big number. And I think, and I think another factor that you need to take in too is are workers able to work from home yeah yeah so yeah those i'm i don't have answers i i do think that there are companies out there that are looking through loopholes to see if they can count themselves as essential when they really can't right so i i imagine that there's some businesses out there that are doing that game stop game stop <clears throat> we <laughs> I, I think they've already been yeah, uh i think they pretty much I, I i think that's already had the kibosh put on them <laughs> um yeah but yeah uh but pam related to all of this you had something that you really wanted to talk about yeah, so ever since ever since this whole uh, quarantine thing started, I've already experienced some social social withdrawal. So, um, in order to curve that, I I kept on installing a bunch of social apps on my phone. I now have TikTok. I have Snapchat. I have. Oh, I think I I. I downloaded this new app. I think I think it's called Miko or Miko or whatever. It's supposed you're supposed to. It's a chat, but it also does video chat. Cause I learned that my my main my main chat app is Kick. The problem with Kick is that it's just so easy for anybody to create a profile and. Uh, and completely stealing pictures from the internet and then posing as that person. So it's it's so, my my PSA is. So it's basically social Photoshop. It well, it's there's Photoshop too. It's catfishing. <laughs> it's just it's just yeah, you gotta be careful with whom you are speaking to. Wow. And it's the reason why I like I like video chatting because it's harder to fake a video than it is to fake a photo. Yeah. Yeah, I can so, agree with that. Uh, yeah, so I so my my PSA is is just 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 be careful. Oh yeah. Um I know a lot of people in isolation, they just want to reach out and to somebody. Some some people can get lonely these times. But uh just don't uh don't wear your heart on your sleeve and be smart about it. Never give out your real name. And don't uh, send money to contact new, information. And don't send money to new friends. Uh, no, especially don't not send money and don't receive money. 
Because you know, as know friendly that. as that, <laughs> as friendly as that prince in Nigeria may be, <laughs> he probably has. No. Because I, I've been, I've been <laughs> using sad. Kick for a while now, and I've already ran into like at least three figures and creepers. Uh, uh, one of them uh, turned into a creeper, and uh, it's very scary when they decide to stalk you, and they won't leave you, you alone. You don't want that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, the only the only ones that I mean, well, at work, um, we had to emphasize as a security measure that people are going to be heavily scammed right yeah. now because what do scammers do? They prey on the weak, right? And they prey on the weak, the lonely. Well, not even just the lonely, but just just the fact that the fear right now is fairly high yeah. in today's society. They take advantage of that. So, like, we have to be careful of what we see on the internet and the people who we talk to in the, you know, on Facebook or what have you, any, like, chat applications there are. And... Because, you know, I've seen way too many people already in the news that they're trying to sort of like cure themselves or prevent themselves from actually getting COVID-19, that they're killing themselves, you yeah, know? So be careful so of, be careful be of careful. The, the remedies that your new chat friends suggest. Just yeah. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Maybe yeah. two grains of salt. Heck, just pour the whole salt shaker in your mouth just to, just to make sure you're not getting yourself tricked. Just, it, yeah. A lot of people will make stuff up on the internet. And it's, it's going to be just a just nod and say, cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There it is. Um, <laughs> And and, and and since this is a brand new virus, don't trust anybody unless it's the CDC because they're the ones that probably know more about the virus than yeah. anybody else yeah. right so now. So CDC, World Health Organization. Yeah. Um, the Mayo Clinic. Yeah, if, like if, it's a, if it's a study or an announcement coming from an official research facility yeah. like the Mayo Clinic or like the University of Minnesota, who I know is researching this the heck out of this. Yep. If, if mm -hmm. it's coming out of a, a, a genuine research facility, then you can maybe listen to it. But still, even that, be careful what you take out of their message because, you know, they could be saying that, hey, we're making progress, but we're not there yet. And you may take, holy cow, we've had a breakthrough. That may not be what they're saying. So just... Be sure that yeah. you're reading everything as literally as possible when you're reading these things. Mm -hmm. Don't trust the headlines. And if any, <laughs> and if any of our listeners are um, needing someone to to talk to or to listen, email us. Yeah, email. Seriously, us. you know we, the thing. One thing that I'm I'm really experiencing in terms of like the people who I talk to, even my family members. I mean. Not all my family members are married or they're living with someone. They're actually, they have their own place and they're, 
and they, they live alone and it's and sometimes I am afraid for them because it's you know it gets lonely if you can't go out of your house and you're only going to the thing is going to the grocery store or going to somewhere that's open just for the societal factor is not a good answer at this point so talk to you know just talk to your friends. You, it, this is a time where it's like, it's okay to spend a ton of time on the internet. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, get, pull out those old webcams that you put away. Find your speakers, your headphones, your microphones, whatever. Plug them in and find a way to communicate with, with the people you know. And if you're going to talk to people you don't know, make sure you're being safe to, safe about it. I suppose that concludes right. our PSA. The more you know. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just, just be careful. Yeah. But and, speaking- and when in doubt, and when in doubt, uh, I strongly suggest video chat, just so that you know who exactly yeah. you are talking yes, to. Yes, exactly. Or if if that's not an option, when in doubt, just don't believe them. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, so how about let's talk about some. Fake socializing. Hey, Edwin, you had some opinions about Animal Crossing. Yes, so I, (laughs) as a lot of you have already probably (laughs) played who are into Animal Crossing, I have played Animal Crossing after I grabbed it from Angela. Aren't you supposed to be playing something before this segment? No, this is is still the same segment. Same segment? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you can edit that part out. (laughs) <laughs> you know okay, you won't. no i won't actually i don't like anything um okay fine the uh yeah so i've been playing animal crossing and one, one thing that i kind of sort of i i kind of noticed about animal crossing and i don't know if it's just it's all in your head it's all in my head or something like that but it is all in your head it's all in your head <laughs> okay picture this okay if if animal crossing was actually like real life all right like a real life situation hey i have an opportunity to join this other person on this island along with other people and he runs this island and i'm going to live there permanently and build a house there and he runs the place so i buy a plane ticket go to this island and do whatever they want me to do. <laughs> I just find that a little cultish. <laughs> okay. So, so, I mean, I so mean, what are, what are you trying to say? Okay. So I just, okay. I've had a little flashback. Okay. I do. Okay. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, okay? It's one of my things that I like to listen to, especially when I'm working, because I find it interesting. And one of the podcasts that I listen to, we're talking about Jonestown, okay? Now, Jonestown, if people don't remember this time, is in the 1970s. A lot of people won't learn about that time. Yeah. A preacher uh, called Jim Jones convinced... A group of people, a large group of people, to move to Guyana and start a colony there of his followers. 
and they pretty much build a community from the ground up. I when I was playing, <laughs> when I was playing um, Animal Crossing, I just started having like these like oh my gosh, this is like Jim Jones cult like. Tom Nook as Jim Jones, and I just came to his island kind of thing. But but he made me his <laughs> island rep. He made me the resident representative. Well, that's great. <laughs> but but Tom Tom Nook is a benevolent overlord. I mean, <laughs> and think about this, right? You're <laughs> buying. Think about this. You're buying stuff from the company store. With the company yeah. currency. With the company currency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Every, but they're just cute animals. <laughs> well, I'm sure they are. It's, it's great. It's That's just, all that you need to know. <laughs> they're cute animals. It's and just, I could do everything with just a push of a button. And you're trapped it's there. Like as, it's like a great reality. You want food <laughs> done. And you're sort of trapped there because he owns the airline, apparently. Oh, what was that meme? I'm, I'm going to try to find the meme. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This one came from... It looks like a Twitter post from at M. Nate Shyamalan. M. Nate Shyamalan? No, M. Nate. Nate. M. Nate. Okay. Shyamalan uh, is Nintendo. So you hate doing chores, right? Me, totally. Nintendo. And you hate working a job. Me, so much. Nintendo. What if you did all that while hopelessly in debt to a capitalist raccoon? Me. Will it be cute? Nintendo. So cute. Me. Then I will do it for 20,000 hours. I think it's fair. <laughs> oh wow! As long as it's cute. I'm just I cutest yeah. cult ever. Sign me up. <laughs> see that he, yeah. See, he thinks okay. it's a cult. Yes, but the thing is, though, in real life, can you say, "Oh, I built this museum. I built this shop. This house." No, you didn't build it. I designed the, it. The owl built it, and you were. Donating hey, to hey, the owl. Don't steal my thunder. <laughs> but who's to say? Can you say that you helped donate fossils to this museum? I don't think not, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some credit. And what's up? Okay, and here's the other thing too. While I was playing Animal Crossing, there's a lot of Doctor Who things going on. A lot of TARDIS. Sort so of things a, going on. That's like, what Jeff said too. Like there's like it's, it's all bigger on the inside. It's all so basically, on the inside. it's a cult that got a hold of Time Lord technology. Yeah. This further proves that I'm totally fine with this. <laughs> it's just these little things that I've been noticing about Animal Crossing. Until Amazon Prime brings back Doctor Who episodes, I'm totally fine with this. <laughs> and again, I say unto you. Cutest cult ever. Sign me up. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> That's, okay. That was basically my thing. So <laughs> I, it, I'm having a lot of fun with, with Animal Crossing, yes. You know, and it's actually quite fun to, you know, we only have one Switch, so therefore we only have one game and we only have one island. And so Angela and I are 
we're, know, we're, we're taking building, turns at this point. We're taking turns at this point, and we're building this islands, or you know, together, and it's kind of fun that way. Um, just a because little, a little bragging on my part. My husband was able to get a Nintendo Switch and an Animal Crossing game just so that I do not lose my mind during quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah he, and they you know came what? over. Yeah, they came over for our, for our food segment and all of a sudden Jeff disappears. <laughs> so. <laughs> he says the just to get a Switch. He knows that I want my own island. So he's like... And then when you told him that, oh, the store only has four, he was like, okay, goodbye. No, yeah. no, it was the moment we told him how long it would take for the chicken to cook. Then he was like, oh, <laughs> I'm not on a run. I got to run. How, what's the fastest way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you have Animal Crossing, hit us up with your friend code. Yes. Yeah, you can you can send that to either. You can either. Uh, send us a direct message on uh, Twitter. You can find us at Pleasant Doom, at PandaCatDragon1, or at T-Cities Edwin. Yes. Uh, or you could email it to us, um, DungeonDiners at, at gmail.com. <laughs> DungeonDiners at gmail.com. Send it to us one of those ways. at gmail.com. <laughs> send it to us one of those ways, and, and we'll be happy to friend you. Um, but yeah, anyway, we should move on <laughs> to, cause Edwin's itching to push the button. <laughs> Go ahead and push the button. Just push the button. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay. So I'm going to shut up and listen while you tell us what's up. Okay. So I have some bragging, uh, to do here, um, Humble brag. Humble brag. <laughs> um, because, uh, so we here at Legend Creators are doing this in the state of Minnesota. The state of Minnesota is, I guess you could say it's like the epicenter of healthcare. Because we have the Mayo Clinic here. We have Medtronic. We have facilities from Abbott uh, Abbott Medical. We, we also have, have the University of Minnesota, University which does Minnesota, a ton of medical research. Which has one of the top medical schools in the nation. Not to mention all kinds of medical manufacturers yep. and we have uh, medical Jude's, suppliers. Yep, St. Jude's St. Jude uh, Medical has facilities here. We have 3M, which they make. Uh, they make uh, medical supplies here too. So what are they doing, Edwin? So we are apparently. I found this out a couple of days ago. Is that Minnesota is the is on the forefront of actually trying to treat, find a cure, and helping people in the medical uh, hospitals around the nation and especially the world, um, trying to combat. Uh, COVID-19, and I found this out. This was really interesting stuff. Stratasys. Stratasys is based in uh, Eden Prairie over here, and they're one of the largest manufacturers of 3D printers. They do 3D printing in a very big industrial uh, commercial scale. They have teamed up with Dunwoody College, which is in Minneapolis, and Medtronic to create 3D printed uh, face shields 
and they're pumping a lot of these things out and Medtronic and Dunwoody are supplying the materials for Stratasys to actually make these. Um, and Medtronic, uh, with the help of, uh, with Protolabs, which is also based here in, in Minnesota, they're creating, they're pumping out um, ventilators. And they've doubled their they've doubled their manufacturing for ventilators here uh, in Minnesota, and also 3M. Oh, Pro Labs is also teaming up with uh, with uh, University of Minnesota to create a easier way of manufacturing. They're they're designing a ventilator that's easier to make, and. To make ventilators. Also, the who is it? Um, the University of Minnesota. No, I'm sorry. 3M is teaming up with Ford Motor Company to create uh, mechanical ventilators as well. And 3M is also doubling their efforts to create N95 masks, which is like completely in short supply right now. Um, there's other places in Minneapolis. There's a company who are creating uh, um, guards, sort of like plexiglass guards that completely retooled their entire uh, facility to create these for, uh, for grocery stores. And other places where you have like face to face uh, interactions with people, where just you can't to create... prevent that. What's that? Where, where you can't prevent you can't a face to face inter interaction. Yeah, and I just want to give a. Um, oh, I can't find that manufacturer anymore, but they're based in. I mean, they're based here in Minneapolis. Um, so there's a lot of things going on here in Minnesota. Mayo Clinic is on the forefront of actually trying to find a cure for COVID-19 to find a treatment for it. Um, they're working with, oh, Abbott, Abbott Medical mm -hmm. has just got approval for testing COVID-19 in their systems. They can, uh, each other each of their machines can test about 249 tests a day. Wow. So you multiply that by how many you know machines that they have, they can do that. So now they've so gotten the, the okay the, the the authorization from the CDC to do that. So the testing is ramped up. That's going to be yeah. that's going to help a lot of people yeah. like know for sure like it it'll I think it'll help yeah. a lot of people know that, oh, yeah, I really should. Like self-quarantine myself. Yeah, I'm not yeah. symptomatic, yeah. but that could change. Exactly. And that's so, a, yeah. that was one of the reasons why, you know, here in, in the United States, it's becoming such a big problem was because of the testing. Testing is so slow. It takes about three to five days for a test to turn around, even if you get a test. To actually find the results and sometimes you're waiting more than five days to find out because it's just so slow right from from one of my from what i've heard from one of my friends online um they they started displaying symptoms and so they went to a doctor but um 
the doctor basically was like, your symptoms aren't bad enough for us to test. We yeah. we can't test you. We don't have yeah. enough tests. Yeah. Whereas in, in South Korea, yeah. for instance, they had, you know, they had, you know, drive-in testing. They were testing everybody, seemed like. They're testing much more faster with a tw- less than 24-hour turnaround time. And they're using mm-hmm. the exact same method as we are here in the United States. But over there, they're not... They're not like centrally centralizing their their testing facilities, whereas we're here. Only the CDC could actually give you a true, like, you know, they need the CDC needed to give the blessing of the testing. So, I'm really glad. You know, it's just it's just amazing what what you know what people you know what companies are doing, the community is doing, you know, especially here in Minnesota. I just found out that like. We're like really in the forefront of this thing, um, and yeah. So it's if again I tell my friends, you know, if I were to get this, you know, to get this uh, this virus and get sick, I can't think of a better place to to have this than Minnesota. They've dedicated a hospital here specifically for COVID nineteen. So a, so yeah, it, you know it's. Yeah, this is going to be a long time where it's around, but you know, there's there's hope. There's there's people working tirelessly, you know, around the clock, basically trying to make sure that anybody who needs help will be able to get that help. They're yeah. they're doing their best to make those resources available to as many people as will end up needing it. So right. well, well, this is definitely going to be a long haul. There's, there's going to be more hope, and it's coming soon. Yeah, it's coming fast. So that's, I mean, that's to me, that's a positive note that we're just, you know, we're not, you know, like there's, you know, there's people out there that's working on this thing twenty four seven, trying to, you know, trying to find a treatment, a cure, and in the meantime, you know, we're trying to you know, live life as best we can under the circumstances. There's people that's helping us do that. And, you know, the the situation could improve even by the time we get this posted. So Exactly. Yeah, definitely keep keep up with, with what's going on. Um, keep an eye on the CDC announcements uh, and the announcement. I mean, the governor here is putting out announcements all the time. So yeah. every 2 o'clock p.m., uh, Governor Waltz of the state of Minnesota goes on the air and gives us updates. Which is, so. <laughs> for us here in Minnesota, we're very fortunate that we are getting those updates. Yeah. And we, we've, all right, this is the closest I'm going to get to politics on this show. Right now, we're, I don't know how he's performing in other areas of, of government or any of that, but right now, we're really fortunate that we have that transparency here and and a governor who's willing to keep us as updated as possible. Yeah. It's, it's, and, he's, yeah. and he's making he's making these decisions based on scientifically backed. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's making data. science. Yeah, he's making decisions based on the science, not the panic mentality. Exactly. And he's and he's doing this all at the governor's mansion because he had to self quarantine himself. Yeah. So he's doing all of this stuff like you know i hope i hope the governor gets some rest because you know so that 
you know, he's okay. But at the same time, I mean, it's he's showing a lot of leadership right now. So Yay, Minnesota! <laughs> Yay, Minnesota! Okay. Well, um, I suppose all of that is going to move on to... Pam, you had a question, so... Yeah, let me tell you a thing. Is that really a thing? Hey, what you mean by that? So, I understand that we are running low on medical supplies and trying to help out the medical workers by following CDC guidelines and everything. But I know a lot of people are wanting to do more. They want to help out medical workers and those that are sick. And the I saw that there are people that are making making masks. And I don't know with what material they are making. But my question is, is that really helping or is it going to cause more harm in the end? Now, here's here's what I've been hearing. Um, There are uh, actual patterns. These are not just, oh, just slap some materials together and you're good to go. There are actual patterns out there. There are some that have filters put into them and i think those are the ones that are that are getting handed out to the medical personnel um there are some without filters and those ones are more intended for for people like just who can't stay home who are going out or patients who have already been tested positive just to kind of try to contain it a little bit it's it's not going to be as good as the the commercially made ones or the ones that are, you know, manufactured specifically for this. It's not going to be as tight, but the ones with the filter what they're saying is that having those filtered ones or having just something covering your face, it's better than having nothing at all. So long as you don't as so long as you wear it properly and you don't touch it. Yeah. And people have to remember that 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 this virus is not airborne. This is just specifically to protect you from people who are, you know, they happen to be, you know, closer than six feet and they happen to cough wrong <laughs> in a sense, you know, because spittle does reach you know, as what yeah. as what MythBusters have uh, have shown us before, when a person sneezes or they cough, it 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 flies. Yeah, that's, so yeah. Which, by the way, um, MythBusters did a couple of episodes way way back that um, that were about uh, contagions and whatnot, and if it's possible to prevent prevent these disease spread to others or prevent catching a disease in the presence of someone who's caught it. So definitely check those out. They're worth watching. Yeah. But anyway, back to your question. Um, but yeah, Edwin, you said that that you heard comments on... Yeah, I mean, one of the things that, that what I've been hearing in terms of, because there's several people in the staff and in in stuff at the stores who are wearing masks, and they're not like they wear it because it's not so much as you know like trying to protect themselves from from other people because at our stores we are 
practicing social distancing. Everyone has to police that sometimes. Yeah, and I have to police that sometimes, you know, even though I don't work at the stores. But, you know, in these times, it's all hands on deck at the stores, uh, you know, in my company where we have to go there and assist, you know, the normal store staff. And one of the things that I did was I had to break up arguments, make sure the lines are actually flowing and people are actually adhering to social distancing. So we have those barriers, but our staff still, uh, our, some of our staff will still wear masks. And it's not because, you know, it's not so much as like trying to protect them from other people. It's trying to protect themselves from touching their face because it's preventing them from actually touching their face in those really... You know, those really like critical spots like your mouth, your nose, that sort of thing. And speaking of like fabric, mm-hmm. there are like like WHO and CDC like medical like approved fabrics yeah. that people that you can get. Yeah. There were there were some fabric stores that were actually handing these kits out yeah. with like they went and found their fabrics that were CDC approved and put the kits together. So people could make these masks to to donate. That it's their effort to help the cause to donate to the medical workers to help them protect themselves. Yeah, because so one of the one of the things here in Minnesota is that I don't know if people know this, but the stores here are no longer allowed to sell medical masks that are considered you know like surgical grade or medical grade uh, masks i don't know if you can even get what they call isolation grade masks here i don't know so if you if if i was hearing from one of the hardware stores that's next to us at one of our stores is that if they actually find medical masks at in their stocks or, you know, they get a shipment in and they're not approved to have it, right? They have to report it into the state of Minnesota uh-huh. that they have these things and they have to, you know, they have to donate it to an approved place like a hospital or something like that. Because uh-huh. that's what's happening. We're running low on masks. And it's so sad to say here that that nurses and doctors, you know, and I come from a line of Nurses, doctors. Of nurses and doctors in my family. And, and teachers. And teachers. <laughs> and um, they, you know, they've been asked to use their masks, to reuse their masks. And that's a very big no-no. Any any nurse and, and doctor will tell you is that you don't reuse masks. They're like gloves. You know, they're like, cert- they're like you know, medical gloves. You don't use them twice. You throw them away. You know, mm-hmm. so... They're, you know, the masks themselves are there to, you know, you know, they're they're there to protect pretty much yourselves. And it's no, it's not, it's better than not having one, especially if you're going to be out, you know. So, so basically, back to your question, Pam, the the homemade masks. While they're not perfect and they're not as good as the manufactured ones, it's better than having nothing, nothing and yeah. and it pro- it does provide some protection 
which is desperately needed. And I'm sure they get through the, if they have to take them home with them, it's going through the wash and the sanitized cycle. So it's, it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. And it's, it, it, it is helping as long as they're worn correctly and, and they don't get touched during their use. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see those masks that I saw at South Korea, Japan. You got like smiley faces. Well, yeah, these ones are going like, to the next. Like supreme. It's the next fashion so, trend. <laughs> yeah, there was Absolutely. a mask that had like, had like, was that like the, I don't know what, what, uh, Dolce & Gabbana, I think, like the supreme, you know, thing. I was like, wow, oh, that's grief. stylish. Holy good moly. <laughs> Some Nike ones, this sort of thing for the oh, sports sh- people. Wow. <laughs> Well, okay. So we've. I hope that's answered your question. I hope that's helping you feel better about the homemade masks, Pam. I'm hoping that helps the listeners feel better yeah. about the homemade masks. Which, by the way, if you're making those masks, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um. And and to our <laughs> medical people and to our essential staff that are that are still dealing with the public every day. Thank you. You are our yes, heroes indeed. right Thank now. Yeah. Speaking um, of speaking on behalf of grocery grocery store workers, right? Please be nice to them. I mean, yeah, again, yeah. I can't stress this enough. Like we're trying to help protect people, you know, in the grocery stores as much as we can. And we're not doing it to be you know You're not being spiteful, we're you're not, not being, being spiteful. Mean. We're not doing it's just it is you what it is in today's people. Yeah, and, and I also I also want to extend a very big thank you to the truckers of yes. Minnesota. They're the ones that are delivering those much yes. needed suppliers. Yes, yes, yes thank they you. are. Thank you to the truckers and and, and, and they are, and they are also experiencing their own special troubles, especially with the shut, states shutting down. Yeah. So yeah, just so thank you to the truckers. Thank you to those. And, thank you and, to the farmers who's bring us the who's actually making yeah, this food. You know. Yeah, the the people who are basically keeping us all alive. Yeah. You sanitation workers, thank you. Yes. You electrical workers, thank you. Seriously, all of you keeping us all sane and alive. Yes. Thank you. Yes, on behalf of Tom I'm, Nook, thank you. <laughs> And on behalf of, um, you know, I, I work in the industry of IT, and, you know, one of the things that uh, I do appreciate, too, for those of you who's working in the ISPs and the backbone of the internet, thank you so much for keeping this thing up. Uh, I know it's a hard job to actually make sure that people get their internet and it's distributed properly and it keeps on ticking. So thank you for that. Um, you're making my job a lot easier, and you're making this podcast, you know, possible. Possible. So yeah, if you haven't been thanked yeah. enough, thank you um, as a fellow it it alone. professional. So I, I have bubble wrap over here. I I need to here. Edwin, take this away from me. Take this bubble wrap away from me. <laughs> and and, and, um, here. Keep that I've, segment in. <laughs> Uh, so so now that I've broken the mood, let's let's switch tracks. Yes. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, 
but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. That they have indeed. Uh, so last episode, <laughs> last episode, we uh, that was not that was not intentional. By the way, we've always played that. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last episode we decided on a uh, a uh, recipe check. We what did we call it? The cooking check. Oh, uh, roll. Roll. Roll for cooking or something like I don't know. I can't remember what we were calling it. Yeah. Roll a cooking check. Roll a cooking check. So we we rolled our cooking check and um, we we decided to try a jerk chicken recipe, which I'm glad we decided on a recipe instead of a restaurant because of just after we made that decision, the restaurant started, started going to shut down. down. Yeah. Um. So we made our jerk chicken. Um. We made a video of it that we made a video of it that I still have to lace up and actually put out there in a YouTube channel, which I'm, I still I have to have... make. It's been a very busy time for me this time, but um, we did make a video. We made a sort of like a beginning to end with us eating the said food. Yes. So yeah, well, we didn't film our reaction, but we did talk about it, and we we. We uh, decided some stuff about it. Um, yeah, Pam, do you want to tell us what your thoughts were about the jerk chicken? You know, uh, I don't think I ever had jerk chicken, so I really don't know what to expect. Uh, but when I tried it, I mean, it was really, it was really good. Um, but I, the fact that I don't, I didn't have anything to compare it to it was kind of really tough to come up with a criticism about it i mean i tasted it i think it went well with rice yeah it's it's supposed to be eaten with rice like i i was looking after the fact that the recommended sides and one of the recommended sides is coconut rice which well i didn't make coconut rice because that would have been another recipe um but, but yeah, it also went well with the potato salad and yeah it yeah basically it was it, it was some good flavorful grilled chicken. So I just want to point out mm. something. Jamaica or wherever jerk chicken comes from, you're eating chicken the proper way with rice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the jerk chicken recipe that I found. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say my piece about that later. But it had a lot of different uh, seasonings in it. It had lime juice. It had nutmeg. nutmeg. It had a lot of different seasonings in it. A lot of stuff on that thing. Now, we did have to make a couple of substitutions just because ingredients were going to be a little tricky to find because of... Things I went, going crazy. Yeah, I went to like three just to find gingerbread. Okay, and gingerbread is not like really a hard thing to find. But during this time of, of everybody COVID, going crazy and looking for homeopathic remedies, exactly. Gingerbread was. I went to four different stores to find gingerbread and nothing. So we, I found ginger paste. So so we we had that substitution. The peppers that it called for, um, we. It was impossible bonnets. to find the exact peppers. Yeah. Um, the alternative I thought might be a little too hot for um, 
our less heat inclined friends. Edwin. Just say Philip <laughs> just say Filipinos. Yes, we can't take her. Yeah, I, yeah, so with my concern for the heat of it, because jerk chicken is generally known to be a little on the spicy side usually. So there was there was substitution made there where instead of habanero, which was the suggested alternative, we used uh, jalapenos. So okay. um, I think the overall consensus was that it was delicious chicken. And I give Edwin a lot of credit for that because he's really good at grilling. So it was... It was juicy. Again, part of that credit goes to Edwin because he's amazing <laughs> at grilling. Um, it was it was decent seasoning. Unfortunately, at that point in time, it hadn't been sitting in the marinade as at the as longest long as amount. I would have liked yeah, it. it. It was yeah. basically in the marinade for the minimum time. Yeah. So the seasoning didn't come through as strongly as I had hoped. Um. But we did, we did, we had two um, uncooked uh, pieces. One was a leg and the other one was a thigh. And we, we and left, we left those that, in the marinade. Yeah, we left that for like a good little over 24 hours and then we baked it. We roasted it in the oven. So we'll, we'll get yeah. the, that result in a, in yeah, we'll, a moment. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get that, uh, we'll talk about that later. So, Pam, you gave it a... 15 I gave it a 15 for two reasons one um it was it was very good chicken um uh, I mean it was grilled to perfection it tasted well with rice again uh, the credit for that goes to Edwin <laughs> the problem is is that since I didn't have anything to compare it with I didn't really find anything outstanding about it hence the re hence the reason why I gave it a 15 and also the second reason was because I like numbers divisible by five <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeff gave it a 16 I think his reasonings were fairly similar to yours except he didn't have the whole divisible by five going for he him. likes divisible by fours <laughs> and Edwin you gave it a 16 yeah I did give it a 16 um I I liked the um, I um, actually liked the taste of it. Like I could taste like the nutmeg and the and the I could taste the um, I, I what I would change though. I think it just needs a little bit more heat. So I think the scotch. If I put like a single scotch bonnet in there or or habanero, uh, I think we might should have used both jalapenos or yeah, bumped it up to the habanero. Yeah. At that point, I think that would have been better. But in terms of the flavoring of it, it was there. But I think it could have used a little bit more salt, because yeah, or, or brown salt or brown sugar. Some of the some of the very bolder flavors. Yeah, needed to come yeah. out a little bit more. But other than that, the reason why I give it a sixteen because I like anything that's grilled, <laughs> and hence I like to grill. And and plus, you did a. Dang good job. I think part of that 16 is patting yourself on the back. I don't blame you. <laughs> Probably. Well, I mean, if someone else grilled it, you know, like just because of just the fact that it's over charcoal and has that light smokiness to it because of the of the grill, you know, of a charcoal grill. Mm -hmm. 
that's always a plus to me. But in terms of like the flavor of the jerk chicken itself, if it were like that's why we did the twenty four hour mm-hmm. um, experiment, um, which. Hang on, Edwin. Yeah. I haven't given my score. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Because I do have a caveat on my score because of that. So Okay. I gave it a 14. Is personally, like, yeah, it was good. And I realized that the majority of what made it good to me at that point was Edwin's grilling technique, which on point. <laughs> really, Edwin, on point. It's just a grilling Ed- channel. But I... <laughs> I didn't feel like I could taste enough of the seasoning through through the through the that little bit of char. I thought that most of what made it good was that char and you know there was the hint of the seasoning, but I didn't feel like it was strong enough to impress me. And so here's here's what happened afterward. So the next day, the chicken had been marinating for the full 24 hours. It was a little over 24 hours. Okay. Roughly. Well, yeah. So, and um, it occurs to me, like, the recipe that I had used did suggest baking it. And apparently, this particular recipe really was meant to be baked rather than grilled. Because the... The 24-hour marinade, yeah, the seasoning was stronger, but I found myself missing that char. Mm. And I think if that char had been brought back in, I think it still would have drowned out the seasoning. I think it wasn't strong enough to hold up to a grill. So I my 14 stands, like, it, yeah, the chicken was good, but I... I don't think the recipe was impressive enough for my liking. <laughs> so yeah, all all the good points on that it was Edwin's grilling. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I what I would say is I did give it a sixteen initially, um, but after we did a twenty four hour exper- experiment and tried doing it with a try to roast it in the oven, and you know, and I gave it its. What I did was I tried to give it its best shot um, and, and all the methods and techniques that I know how to do. And I actually, just because the boldness of the flavor um, that I would have expected wasn't there. And given the fact that we did to do we did do substitution, so we weren't really true to the recipe in a sense, I still had probably, I had to notch it down to a 15. Oh, so you're taking it down to a 15? Yeah. Oh, because, that's the point off. Oof. Yeah, because the thing is, is that I kind of blame us for it, for it just because we weren't really true to the recipe. And it could have changed if we actually used, maybe we when we use like real ginger root. Yeah. Real, you know, fresh thyme and in a scotch bonnet. Okay. So. Yeah. So here's what frustrated me about reading the recipe. Because... Because this is, I didn't base the score on this at all, but the recipe that I got, I can't even remember where I got it right now, but it's it's in the video, so we'll, if we post the video, you'll find it there. Again, it's it's definitely something that's more made to be baked. Um, but the thing that frustrated me about it was the, the, the recipe itself, 
it, yeah, it went through the list of ingredients, but rather than giving you the measurements at the first listing of the ingredients, it tells you what to look for in the ingredients. So like, you've got to do it this way, you've got to do it this way. So if, if it's going that precise and what exactly you have to have, it could be that it's, I, I, I should have taken that as a warning and, and recognized that it was a, a weak recipe if it had to be that specific on where the res where the ingredients came from. But yeah, the actual ingredients and measurements were way, 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 way down in, in, in the list. And that just, yeah, that, that frustrated <laughs> me a bit. So, so all you food bloggers, keep that in mind. We want the recipe first. <laughs> or if you're not gonna give us the recipe first, don't tease us. Just don't give us a teaser of the recipe only to go on. Like, yeah, give us a brief history of how you decided on this recipe. Then give us the actual recipe and then go on about about what you thought of it. Yeah, at least it wasn't clickbaity. Like, yeah. If, click at least next to see the thing and it's not there. Uh, yeah. Oh, my you gosh. You lose me at that. Yeah. yeah. No, but, yeah, it, it was... It was a frustrating recipe, so I, if we were to make chick, if we were to try jerk chicken again for the show, I would not use that one again. I would, yeah. I would definitely look for a different recipe. Well, either that, or we, I probably just redo the, redo some of the boulder um, no, I, measurements. I, I would because I like, I like the combinations that that recipe was oh, doing. Oh yeah, and and so, when I was looking through recipes, because when I when I picked that particular recipe, it was one that we had the fewest ingredients that we would need to buy. So if we revisit this again, I'm hoping it'll be in a time where it's easier to get to the groceries and easier to get to the ingredients we need. Because if we do, yeah. I'm picking a totally different recipe. Yeah. But more ingredients doesn't necessarily better. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like there's, there's some that called for ingredients that we just don't keep in the house. Yeah. And it, and it yeah. was a lot of them. And it's like. I feel like those other ingredients may have made for a bolder flavor. Perhaps. So, yeah. So I think I think I would look at different recipes to to try it again because, you know, some recipes were calling for rub. Some of the recipes were calling for cooking up the marinade as a sauce after after the marinade oh, yeah. was done. So there's some of those recipes that I'd probably look at if yeah. we were to ever try it again. All right. Cool. So, Pam, any further thoughts about the jerk chicken? No. Uh, nothing Nothing new, really. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was really hungry. <laughs> it was filling. It was filling. Right. So, hang on, hang on, hang on a second, because we got to decide our our next recipe check, because, you know, the, res the restaurants are going to be closed for a while, so we can't exactly roll our dinner check. Um. <clears throat> Pam, you had an idea of what, what we could do for our next recipe check since we won't be able to get together for it. Right. So so what each of us are going to do mm. is that we are going to choose a recipe and take either add an ingredient or replace one ingredient to see if you would notice anything any change to the recipe so for an example is that jeff uh is gonna make some homemade bread 
from a recipe that was given to him by his grandmother. But since there is no powdered milk anywhere to be found, uh, he's going to see if powdered goat milk would uh, impact the taste or not. Now, Edwin, you can, you can object to this if you want. I think we actually have the ingredients for leche flan. You'll, you'll find out what we're going to do. <laughs> you'll find out what we're going to do. Uh, Don't worry about it. I want to keep this, uh, I wanna keep this to keep behind, the cert, the, behind the curtains. Edwin wants to keep it hush-hush. In other, in other words, he knows exactly what I'm going to propose, and he's objecting to it already. <laughs> or behind Aww. the... Uh... So we'll see what I end up making. But for so, now... And yeah, so I, I don't know if you guys... Um, I already know what to do. Uh, and this is actually uh, re in reference to a past uh, episode. I will try to attempt uh, green tea rice. So it's basically uh, white jasmine rice, and then you uh, put it in green tea. We'll Why see that, what happens. Why do I feel like that's wrong? <laughs> you it sound, sound, it my may head, sound wrong. I mean, it sounds they, wrong. they thought the same thing about matcha green tea Kit Kat, but it's so yummy. Edwin, you said the same thing about it the first time Pam brought it up. I think so, yep. too. As far as I can remember, I was like, why does that sound wrong to me? Right. It's because you heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, hey, are you guys ready for a story? Sure. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they Wait. all have one thing in common. What? Edwin? Wrong one. Wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Take Take, take, take two. Hold on, hold on. No, leave it. Crap. <laughs> hold on. I see it. It is right there. Now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. Okay, so you remember how I said that Pepper had some new companions in a new campaign? Yes. Sure. Okay, <laughs> well, after the last adventure I told you about her new companions... Uh, they ended up with a bit of a relic on their hands. One's with, one with quite a bit of power. Well, they brought this relic to their benefactor, who was shocked, absolutely shocked, at what they had discovered. Well, he definitely wanted to study it, but the university that he was working for that was all about this study, they were a little low on funds, and in order to, in order to, uh, fund further adventures and further research they would need some way of getting some donations well there were options they could go out and do little fundraisers here and there but nothing would be really impressive nothing would be really substantial enough to sustain the research Ah, but we had a wealthy person in the party, one who had grown up in wealth and remembers all the galas her family had thrown. And she suggested, let's throw a gala. A gala to bring in all the most wealthy and in influential supporters. So, it was agreed. They would throw a gala. Well... The different characters went about their tasks. Some 
raising support, some finding entertainment or finding caterers and whatnot. Others were basically just doing their part, staying out of the way. One found some uh, workers, we'll call them, to uh, be waiters, but that's another matter entirely. Well, the gala went on, and at the end of at the end of the night, when when things were wrapping up, Pepper had to go up and give a presentation uh, because, unfortunately, their benefactor was a little incapacitated and had um, drunken himself to a stupor uh, to uh, override his anxiety. Well, she went up and gave the presentation. They wanted to see the relic. Well, naturally, with its rarity and potential value, she didn't want to bring it out in the open because that would be dangerous and, well, not very bright. So, she created a minor illusion. Ah, but what should we believe that you can do this research when all you'll show us is an illusion? Her illusion had been seen through, and so she had no choice but to pull out this relic. I want to verify this. Have you had it verified? You need to have it verified. Let me verify this. And so he went up. He was going to, he was visibly preparing a, a, a divination spell. Unfortunately, it was a trick and he was trying to absorb the magic from it and gave himself magic sickness. It was far too, far too powerful for one magic user to utilize. Well, after the gala, they were advised to put this relic in a lead box to protect it from those who would seek it out and those who would use magical means to detect it. So, not wanting to be alone in her endeavor to find the lead box and uh, knowing that others knew that she had it, she convinced the party to go with her to, to uh, pick up said lead box. Unfortunately, others were expecting them, and they were ambushed. Oh dear. It was quite frightening, but that is a story for another day. Tune in next time to see what happens to the party. Honestly, I'll be finding out uh, probably just before the next recording what's actually going to happen with the party. Like, I, I know what happened immediately after, but there's got to be more to what's happening there. So, <laughs> so multiple shenanigans. <laughs> Always shenanigans. So, yes. <laughs> so what's up next? Uh, let's, let's give them a little, one last little bit of entertainment. Yes. Before we sign off, Pam. <laughs> okay, this is Pam's geek question. Pam, you have a would you rather for us. Pam, take it away. Okay, so <laughs> would you rather 
spend the night with friends in an arcade or a tabletop game store. Oh, so it's with friends now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Th- that would be the main point of 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 such a venture. Well, when we were entertaining this uh, this question pre-show, we we hadn't clarified at the time. <laughs> well, that just changes my estimate. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, that is a hard. I didn't think it would. That's do do I get question. free reign of all the all the board games? Um, free reign of all the inventory and all the available items. Yeah. Yeah, I I would think in a it's a typical board game tabletop store. Um, you know that they would have their demos, the games of demos. It'll be probably limited to those. So if you are thinking of like something involving like minis or something, that's probably not gonna happen. So it's basically like, like, Catan and like those kind of board games. Now, Something like that, yeah. Okay. Now, if 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 you allowed me to purchase the games after the end of the night, that that might would change my answer. Personally, um, let's see. If it were me. I see an arcade, and I see a lot of standing to play the games. Whereas tabletop games, you can sit down or you can stand up, whatever. I think I would choose the tabletop game store. Okay. Because they they have books for tabletop games, and, you know, there'd be plenty of time to get used to those. They've got dice readily available. They've got their demo games. If they give you the key to the to the display cases, you know, you've got those ones available too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I think there'd there'd be enough readily available that that I think we could have a good time in in a tabletop game store. Okay, what about you, Edwin? Well, if it's with friends. If it's with friends, I would probably say the same. I would say a board game, tabletop board game store, complete with tables, chairs, a a, a soda cooler, (laughs) right? And a snack, snack shelf. Um, I would go for that because here's here's my number one thing. When you're at an arcade, right, you mm-hmm. can only play so much of the arcades because arcades take how long to play. But if you if you manage to get a good run on one of the games, you could be playing for quite a while. Yeah, but if if you get a if you if you manage a good run, whereas in a tabletop game. Right, like I know personally, risk will take the whole night, (laughs) and possibly cost you some friendships. It will possibly cost you some friendships. (laughs) Same as Monopoly. And then I know personally, like Catan will. 
You could play several rounds of that. Well, well, not even that. Catan gets really. It'll get either like humorous, contentious. <laughs> you could lose some friends. <laughs> be that be I, that little thief, that thief uh, mechanic I, that's in there. I did uh, the first time playing Catan. I actually won because I became the queen of sheep. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think I'd because re- I feel like that's much more fun if you're there with friends and you're playing board games, and I think that would be a lot more fun than actually being in in an arcade. You know, I think I think my opinion really depends on how I feel that <laughs> night, because there are times that I want to move. You yeah, know, you that then I would probably do the arcade because there's more movement. There's what? There's hoops. There's DDR. There's Fruit Ninja. There's all these games that you know force you to move, and yeah. that's a great way to just burn off energy from sitting all day in an office. Um, Have you not heard of Cranium? <laughs> Have you not heard of? charades the classic charades i don't know but i've seen some, but the thing is though do you really see that Take being played two? at tabletop games um Cran- i'm sure they'll have those games at a table at a, <laughs> at a board game store it's- usually when i go to a board game store i just picture myself sitting down with a couple of yeah. friends and just playing whatever game is in front now, of me. If, um, but here's the thing: if there's, if it's only your friends there, you're it. It's you're gonna feel more comfortable with being like totally wild and open with your yeah. with your gestures. Oh, I know. Oh, so, I know. But there, but it also depends on the game too, because a majority of those games you sit down. What was that? Which game? is fine. What was that game that we will we play? We have it here, the electronic one where it asks you questions. Are it's you almost like a hot potato. Oh, um, um, it's. I know, oh, you, I know, gosh. I know what game you're talking about. But that <laughs> yes, that that there can get dangerous. <laughs> that, that, that's that's mostly if you want to just like think. There's a lot of thinking in that. There's a lot of thinking, but I remember when that's when that when that timer starts to go faster and faster, and you're sitting there like trying to chuck it at the other person. He, <laughs> yeah, before it goes off. Uh, and <laughs> another thing, another thing is that there are times when I, you know, I like being social. I want to be around friends. I want to do something with my friends. Yeah. And then there are just nights where I'm like, you know what? You guys do your own thing. I'll do mine. Yeah, and that's when an arcade would. Because a lot of these arcades are just like one or two players. Yeah. Not really of a group and you co-op. Don't, yeah. And you don't have to talk to each other while you're playing the game either. <laughs> there you go. So it really depends on my mood. Yeah. I could see myself happy with both. Because yeah. I honestly think that arcade is basically, basically a casino for all ages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially with the ticket yeah. games. Especially ticket, with the ticket, ticket accumulation oh, yes. games, prizes, Hello? the prize games. Oh yeah, I want that fuzzy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I I can see your argument in favor of arcades. So yeah, if if I were in in an arcade mood, then yeah, I I suppose I would switch my answer to arcade. But right now it's just like tabletop, which reminds me. Uh, okay, last last second thing. Um, <laughs> in a previous episode, we talked about a game we were kickstarting that 
that we were supporting in Kickstarter called This Game is Nuts, and it's finally out! Yes! That's the, the name of the game, people. Oof. This Game is Nuts. Yeah. This Game is Nuts. It's- and this is one of those games where where it'll ju- one game was it one uh one game of this will pretty much flash before your eyes because it's a fast paced so game and if you're not fast with you know if you're not you don't think fast enough you don't move fast enough and you're playing with like pros at this you're going to yeah they're gonna wipe. They're gonna wipe the off. floor with you. Yeah, they're gonna wipe the floor with you. The, we we kickstarted the one that had the um the expansion pack. The expansion will slow down the game a little bit yeah. because it, it's it's gonna require a little more strategy. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a fun game, and we're excited to have it. It should be hitting yeah. the stores relatively soon. We'll see yeah. when they but open. When when they open, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. the. The ones for the Kickstarter people, they're they're out. The maker actually stopped by to give us our copy because he lives, he lives like a couple blocks down from yeah, us. So hopefully we can get him in to do this uh, to this podcast because I'd love to like talk to him about um, how he came up with the game and what the process that he he went through on yeah. actually making something like this because it's not every day you know you know a person who actually makes a game you know from beginning to end and actually are in like sort of like in the last mile of it yeah so so anyway i just thought i'd i'd mention that because i'm i'm really excited so there's some there's some card games in our future Yay! yes okay Even um, it might be just angela and i playing it okay and we lost pam oh no why did we lose pam are we back? We're, We're back. back. Okay, Edwin's gonna edit Yay, that. Chunk technical out. difficulties for some crazy reason. The computer that's hosting the live, the video feed, like decided to go in airplane mode. <laughs> I do not know why it did that. It's it's threatening to do it again. Probably. It's blinking. Anyway. Okay. Oh no, that's anyway, supposed let's, to blink. Let's do this quickly. Yeah, okay, anyways. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get ourselves signed off. All right. Maestro, please. Here we go. And three. Where the heck is it? There it is. Okay, so, yeah, so we got to wrap up because we're having internet problems. The internet guys, they're, they're doing their best. They can only we're, do so much. They're doing their best. And, um, so, yeah, so... Anyway. Stay safe out there, people. Um, uh, you know, try to uh, do the social distancing thing and keep yourself uh, from getting this stuff. And, yeah. Uh, and if you do have it, please, you know, isolate yourself. Yeah, and and again, if if you're feeling really lacking in social interaction, you can always contact us. Uh, yes. You can contact me, Angela, at Pleasant Doom on Twitter. Uh, Pam, where can they find you? Yes, yes, I also have a Twitter account. Uh, you can find me at PandaCatDragon1, and you can also be found on Instagram. Yes, also at PandaCatDragon. And, and you can find me on T Cities Edwin on the on the Twitter sphere, and also you can find me in Facebook um, uh, as actually you can just find me on Legend Creators on Facebook. I'll be there. Um, oh, or you can email us. Email uh, us. 
Yeah, email us, dungeondiners yeah. at gmail.com. Yes, tell me how much you like us. Tell, much how much, uh, t- tell us how much we suck. Anything. Anything. And We'd we'll rather you be nice, it. though. Be nice. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, be safe out there and stay healthy. Uh, we hope to hear from you, and you'll definitely hear from us soon. Yes. Anyway, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time on Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Bye! Bye!